Let's push! Give me some! Let's go! Never fold! Team toes down, baby! You know who it is. I'm trying to be like you, mother. Shush. It's too late to turn back now. <laughs> the Morning Shift. Powered by Uno Media. Yes, we don't need a big long intro for this one. We got a guest today in our Yee-hoo. premiership winner, Dally in middle on the on. wing and our fullback. A man whose left foot was kissed by the gods. He's playing for the Kiwis, the Roosters, the Blues, the All Blacks, the Odahu Saints. Come on. And next year he is back with our Warriors. More importantly, though, he is a husband and a father. Talk about it. Some call him RTS, but we call him Mr. Tui Vasa Shekaraja. Welcome to the show, my brother. Welcome to the show, my bro. Thank you, fellas. Thank you for the intro. Got you, my bro. Where's the energy for the other guests? That's a roger, man. We got a big deal today. The best damn intro I've ever heard. Oh, we got it today, my boy. Roger's in the building. It's special to have you in here today, man. Very special to have you in here. Uh, thanks, guys. The hype was unreal. I don't know what to do. I got you, man. I got you. Pumping up, man. Thank you, boys. I got you. I got you. Uh, that's all good, uh, Roger. We're aware. Like I was actually talking to you just before. Like you're not someone who does a lot of media. I think this is your second podcast ever. Yeah. So don't worry, we got you. Nah, looking forward to it. See where it goes. <laughs> we always start the show, and I was wanna, I'm going to jump straight into it just to warm you up a little bit with what we call Meet Me at the Five. Mm. Now, I know, I know you know Meet Me at the Five. Mm. There's been some people we've had before, Nix and Clark, for example, who has no idea what Meet Me at the well, Five is. I don't know is. what that's about. No idea. So we're going to jump straight into it. Five quick questions. First one is, what's your favorite dessert? Anything chocolate. So that's, oh, your that's sweet a go-to. Yeah, okay. So chocolate brownie. Okay. Oh, brownie. Yes. I warmed you into that one because I'm going to hit you with this one. Who's winning a one-off match between your 2013 Roosters and the 2023 Warriors? That's tough, man. Choose wisely. 10-year mm. anniversary. Mm. You're back to work next year, though. Yeah. I want to just start with 2013 Premiership. Yeah, there were some big names there. And in the 2023 Warriors team, big names coming. Wait, wait, not just you because no, we know you're you know something no, 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 You know something we don't know? No, no, the team there, they're about to be bigger names. They're going to, they got their, they're going to hold the orange too. Oh, I don't mind that. I don't oh, mind yeah, that. That's good answer. Uh, who's your favorite artist of all time? Drake. Oh, favorite song? Yeah. Um, well, no, no. What, what Drake do you like? Do you like rapping Drake or do you like singing Drake? Rapping Drake. Yeah, rapping Drake. What about this one? Both. Start, cut, bench. We talked about uh, biscuits earlier this week. Mm. Mellow Puffs, Strewsberries. Hundreds and thousands. Got to start one, cut one, bench one. Like, you know, like any of those, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> not really. I what's don't know. What's cut, cut, yeah. cut. Okay, you yep. look like a Tim Tam kind of guy. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Tim Tam. Yep, chocolate Tim Tam. Double chocolate. You know? Yep. Um, yep. You Just don't look like there. you had one of those your whole entire life, my boy. <laughs> um, what's a go-to so far? Um, peanut brownie. Anything with peanuts in it. Peanut, peanut butter. Peanut butter. That's yeah. your go-to? Yeah. Okay. What about this one? Start, cut, bench. Warriors, Roosters, Blues. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, I know he's getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> Start Warriors, Bench, Roosters, Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, just, just, just by way of you going back to the yeah, game, mate. Nothing yeah, personal. Yeah, nothing personal. And <laughs> finally, just to wrap this one up today, what's your greatest accomplishment? Uh, my three babies. Yeah. yeah. Three kids. So that's, oh, yeah. that's it there. Babies' names and age? Yeah, um, Amara, she's five um, at primary. Uh, Nico, he's three. And Tali, she's seven months. Well, and the trenches. You get a little gang going on yeah. over there. I know, I know you're trying to go back to work straight away. 
That's not a lot of nappies to pay for right there. Yeah, man, honestly, every time I like, I've known some sports players on my time and it's like downtime when they got to go back and help out, they're like, I think training's a little bit easier. <laughs> That's not sexy. Any boar runs? They'll come now. <laughs> I do know that. Um, before before we get into kind of whatever we're going to talk about, I just want to say that um, this uh, Roger's a superstar, and he he came 15 minutes earlier. He was on time. He bought us goodies. He bought us cupcakes that he didn't eat. So uh, I just want to say that uh, I think the good things are about to happen. Is that is that your kind of thing? Are you quite on time all the time? Yes, yes. Sometimes, most of the time, I am, and kind of annoys um, the people around me, you know, because. <laughs> I don't know, it's just, it's just a habit. Where's that stem from? Early days? Mum and Early dad? days, yeah, just showing up on time. It's a care thing, you know, especially in mm-hmm. team sport. You know, if you show up on time, it just shows you care. You know, so yeah. that's that's what's been driven in me. 100%. I, yeah, before we get into it, I, I've, I've met you quite a few times over the years. And even like when I was trying to <laughs> do some research on you, um, I was reminded there's always like this kind of, um, there's this, you hear about Roger and then it's always followed up with, man, he's a good dude. Like yes. there's, there's, there's something about, like you you know just the kind of way you are and the care that you have so it's like where did that stem from kind of caring just i think humble beginnings you know i'm just um a boy i'm born in samoa moved to new zealand like oh like were you born in samoa i was born in samoa true what moved, age did you probably like three or four true. um so moved here to new zealand um both samoan parents grew up in otara south auckland so you know there's you know i'm proud of where i am but there's i don't need to go out there and put myself on the map or put you know, I, I represent my town and um, humble beginnings like so many other um, boys or girls from out there, those ways. So, you know, I'm just happy to just be where I am because it's a blessing. You know, I'm I'm living a dream, playing playing footy in that and I've got a beautiful family. I'm married, three kids. So mm. I'm happy in my own. You know, I don't really have to put it out there. When you say like um, you don't have to like put it out there, do you mean like uh, have you found in your experience just – doing the best you can as a footy player, mm. being the best you can in personal life is the way that you represent where you come from. Is that yes, what you mean? so true. If I just put up my best self and I and I give back by by showing that I'm I'm this is me, this is what I'm doing. I'm not putting on a show for anyone else. I'm just making sure that I'm bringing out my best self and and not putting on a character and and that's that's how I live it. Beautiful. Have you ever have you ever has it ever been a struggle to do that? Like have you ever hit half, uh, tough times where you've been like, man, even my best self isn't working for me right now. Yeah, plenty, uh, plenty of time, especially when, even just currently, what I'm going through right now. You know, I've, I've always told myself I'm I'm always going to be the best on the field, and that's how I, that's how my footy career has been. And the last few years, I've been far from it. So it's just trying to how do I, you know, try and give more and put more back in there without, you know, going into character by doing something I'm not used to. You know. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I tell a really quick story about how humble Roger is? And we yes. talked about this yesterday. I'll put you on the spot here, Roger. Uh, we were Don't feel here. awkward because this is actually <laughs> this is what, this is what this is what new media is. Okay, people need to know this. So we were at a wedding and um, someone cut their toe. You know, they, they were barefoot on the dance floor and there was just blood <laughs> everywhere. And I, I look back and on his hands and knees, it was Aki. It was Aki. <laughs> <laughs> it was Aki. <laughs> but on his hands and knees is Roger. With a, a, a whole bag of napkins, following around the trace of blood and cleaning it up, didn't want any recognition. Dali Mwana. Dali Mwana, and was just so cool about it. And I told these two about it yesterday. And these two, uh, to my surprise, thought that I would be the only one here that didn't do that, mm. who wouldn't get on their hands and knees and clean up the blood. Oh. 
I thought that he I would be the he only one that, who He would. was so amazed at me and Mark had to tell him, that's because, bro, you were looking because you weren't going to do it. <laughs> These and two seem to believe that they could do it, that they would do it. <laughs> I can't see them picking up any, any napkins and getting down there. So, Roger, I ask you, <laughs> of the three of us, oh, <laughs> who do you believe will get down on their hands and knees? Just to help someone. To help mm. someone else. Well, I've just heard there's a bit of OCD in you, Brooke, so I would say it would be you. <laughs> Roger, you are you. spot on, yeah. my boy. You yeah. are spot on. I love those humble beginnings. Let, let's, let's start there. Roger, for you, um, you know, uh, for a lot of young players, you are that person, in the, uh, you know, playing bull rush or, yep. you know, talking, watching the highlights. Um, who was your inspirations growing up? Who, did, who were your sporting heroes? Who did you kind of look to to go, That's, this is what I want to do? Yeah, there are there are plenty. Um, because I used to, you know, before I used to run onto the field, I used to, um, grab YouTube out and I used to watch these guys and I used to hype me up. You know, I used to be a big fan of um players like William Ryder. You know, remember oh, the Sevens player, Fijian Sevens. Yes. Yeah. Um, Benji Marshall, Carlos Spencer. Um, Ryder. You know, people forget about Ryder. Oh eh? man, he was OG. OG. Was William he left Ryder. or right step? I can't remember. He was both and he the goosey. Both and yeah. the goosey. He had the goosey yes, of the yeah. gods. Um, yes. Yeah, so players like that who I used to. Um, but the the Kiwi legends of um, Carlos Spencer, Benji Marshall, um, Joan Lomu, somewhere called Jones, you know mm-hmm. those guys, you know all um, from from home and who are close to home. Those guys, those are the people I used to look up to. I, I know you look to a lot of people outside of rugby as well. Tell us about Peter O'Sullivan. Peter O'Sullivan, um, good fella. Um, found me over in um, where was I? In Bruce Pullman rugby fields. Yeah, because um, this guy changed your life almost. He huh? did. He did. He did change my life. Um, Took me over to. Um, unfortunately, he's only seen as the guy that, that was that. No, he was seen as the the you know the Melbourne Storm um, stuff that went down there. Oh, so yes, he was yes, part yes, of yes. that. So everyone used to he had a bad eye from from then. Oh no way! Um, but yeah, no, nah, he he found me. Are you like nah? He all good. <laughs> nah, he all right, man. <laughs> man, he changed me. Don't worry about that. We we eating good yeah. over Peter, here, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, he was cool. So he um, took me over, um, gave me a house. So I stayed with him when I first moved to Sydney for the first few months, and then. I moved into a boys' home, but um, yeah, stayed off him and um, looked after me, showed me the the ropes, and just told me just have a go, you know, back yourself and and enjoy the game, and led me here. You had a decorated um, high school career where you were you were the guy coming through, mm. and I noticed that you know in this day and age, and I'd like to get your comment on this, like probably more for rugby, but can happen in league too. So I feel like that at that level now, the kind of I don't say the love's being taken away from the game, but it's becoming you know. The high, the high decile schools and, mm. you know, if you want your kid to do well, they've got to go to a different school. You have that kind of come up story where you didn't change schools no. and I think you experienced success in your years too. You took your team. Like, what was that journey like and do you think that this is what young players should be doing, whatever school they go to? like Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I was I went to Odoo College, real proud um, yeah. OC boy, and um, my me and my brother were there and um, uh, we both got offered to go to Sacred Heart and um, – but my brother took the offer. Oh no! I, it was funny. I um I said um no, I'm gonna stay because it's um I'm these are my friends. I'm happy where I am. And my brother, this funny story, put him on um put him on <laughs> put him on, on get him. Come on, Johnny. Um, he was only year ten, and Sacred Heart goes, "Oh, we want you and your brother to come play rugby for our school." Um, I said, "I'm gonna stay. My team's here. My my friends are here." And my brother goes, "Um, oh, I'm gonna stay here because you don't have a dance academy at your school." <laughs> which Bro, I swear, I looked across the table. My mom was just furious, <laughs> and she was about to just hook him in front of the teacher. So, yeah, wait, wait, wait. So, so wait, hang on, hang, hang on. Let, let us just catch this moment. Real quick. So, yeah. you're in the meeting with yes. Sacred Heart. Yes. So we have the um the the teacher there so and me. 
um, Johnny and it can be looked at as this is a great op- opportunity. Yes, Our yep. fa- family's on show. Yeah. And what yeah. does Johnny say to the? Principal? Oh man, because he, he was, he was like desire sweet seller. <laughs> he was like he was still at that stage. Oh, yeah, and he yeah, was yeah. like Pristine. I want to be him. I want to be those guys. And he wanted to be in the Oru College with a dance academy um, and bring it on. And that Secret Heart never yeah, had yeah, one. Yeah, so yeah. he goes, oh, I'm gonna be in this. <laughs> my mom was about to flip the table, and and then my mom goes. Oh, thank you for your um, opportunity. My son JJ will go to your. <laughs> he will go to your school. So yeah, he. Oh, went so to she sacred. sent him. He, he sent split. Huh? So we split. So he went sacred, and oh, I stayed at Odoo College. Wow. <laughs> oh, what? yeah, that was a that was a funny story. How did you know at that time that, you know, that's you know, you go to a different school. It's probably gonna have a better tuck shop. Probably better school mm. uniform. <laughs> yeah. How did you kind of know? Like, nah, I want to win here. Did you have that in you? Or right, to be honest, rugby wasn't in. the in my mind at the time, I was just enjoying life. You know, again, like, you know, I'm, I've got all my friends here and this is why I like to come to school. Like, hopefully it's similar to all of us. I went to school because I had good people around me and, you know, I was making good strides in my in my work. Like, I was, I wanted to go to uni, I wanted to do this and that. And, and rugby wasn't all, all there for me. And then I didn't start making rep teams till, you know, the last my last year of school, you know, I wasn't making... So it wasn't until your last year when what? you were like, maybe I yeah. could I could do this? Yeah, yeah, maybe wow. I could. And then... Um, my, my old man went and got me a manager. So it wasn't until I was 17, 18. I w- wasn't cracking it earlier. So, yes, yeah, so it wasn't until I was 17, 18. I wow. finally got a manager in that. Can you tell us about the manager sort of selection process that your old man had to go through? Because there, are, well, there were young, you know, athletes who will be getting into that stage. And, and how do you find someone that, you know, that you, the family trusts, that you trust? Because they basically have those really intricate parts of your life in their hands and with their power. So how did you guys go about the process of finding the right yeah, manager? That's, that's so true because that's, that's, I've heard some pretty bad stories about that and people just see the money and just go with it straight away. They don't see the person. And um, For me, I had someone come over to my house, um, an agent, and I was just pumped. I was ready to tell all my friends when I got to school, I've got a manager. Um, and <laughs> But then my dad said, um, no, thank you, um, walked him oh, out the wow. door. He came over to our house with a briefcase and I was just like, Money, yeah. money, money. You know? <laughs> we're gonna be rich fans. The briefcase, but, yeah. But yeah. and then my my dad turned him down, and I was just shocked. And then um, my dad went and done his research, spoke to a few people, and then wow. came back and brought um Bruce Sherrock, um who was esports of now Wasman, so still with him, right? Still with him, yeah. He's like family now. Why did your dad send him down? Just wasn't the Cause, feeling. Because my right. dad told me he goes, he's he's you only you're still in school be a school kid go there don't worry about this stuff and he just sent me so my dad went and done that so for everyone else out there just listen your time to will come hey just enjoy yeah run us through that because that sounds like a very quick jump from being at school and then working out oh my god i can make some money off mm. this and then deciding do i go blues do i go roosters run us through that transition of that next probably like six to eight months in your life yeah so i was um so again living out in otara uh, working at uh, manukau pack and save um <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, we I went to I went to Auckland Academy or pre Auckland Academy where I went to training Tuesday Thursdays, and then um, I got a phone call from Roosters to go over visit, um, and it was that Twenty system that really got me because they were professional. The Toyota Cup at the time, that was a a professional team, and um, where New Zealand rugby after school you just had to be in an academy and literally just sit there and play club rugby until you got your shot. Um, but we're in the, the league, they offered you pro straight away. So I went over on an NRL contract, minimum NRL contract. And yep. and when I was living in Sydney, of course, they put me up in you know, Bondi Beach and showed me all the oh, good stuff. And good. I said, 
this is where all my Wait a damn minute now. I <laughs> love you. Oh, oh, hey, oh, just because this, you know, for a lot of people, they don't know what those differences are. Probably even yeah. myself. Like, you walk in, what are the differences for a young, impressionable player? Like, what do you see? And when I got there, like, um, they put me up by the beach and it was literally like, hey, you can live here. Um, f- five minutes, you're on the beach. Ten minutes, um, jump in the jump in the um, a car. Ten minutes, you're at training, and then all your shops are around you. And I go, man, this is how I want my family to live. You know, my mm. my brother can go to school there. You know, my mom can here go to work and. Be so on you're the already beach, thinking you know? about so your family, yeah. When straight away, that. I was thinking of my family. I go, okay, how do I buy a house here? That was the the first thing that came to mind, and um, that was the cool thing is I just want to bring my family over here and. Yeah, I signed with the team and then eventually everyone came over and we all lived over there together. We'll get into the footy really quickly, mm. but I think money is, um, it's an interesting one as well because you, you go from working part-time at Pack and Save yeah. to yeah. being on an NRL contract. Whoa, 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 yes. as a former Pack and Save worker as well, you need to work out what part, like what department were you in? <laughs> I was daily case. Oh, good man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. We had much daily respect case. as grocers oh. mm. throwing all the boxes up for our daily case. <laughs> Big love. How yeah, let's you, talk first purchases. Listen, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, well, what does it feel like, man? You're making some real. Did you have to? And is it true you had to share an account with your dad at the start? Yeah, yeah, that was. Um, you guys had a joint account. Yeah, that was a. Uh, we we smart. I don't know if we can. I can say this online. But we um we really tricked the system because my my dad's <laughs> oh, name of is we can um, say this. <laughs> my dad's name is Johnny Tuivasa. <laughs> Which is my brother's <laughs> name too. Because this, this isn't the case now. It took yeah, way yeah, back, this yeah. way, back, time way back in Sydney too. So. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so we, um, um, yeah, so when, when my family came over, um, I remember they, they came over 2014 and I was, um, I was still on like, um, minimum NRL contract and my family goes, oh, we're coming over. And I'm like, bro, I haven't found a place for us to stay. So I rented this, this place, it was five bedrooms, um, five, six bedrooms. And it was, um, like 850 a week. And that was my whole salary just going to rent until we could Find a place to actually go to. It was, it was ridiculous. Money, in, money out, this man. Is, bro. This, straight up. This, this is a funny crazy. story, but I just want to stop you there. Like here, you are, like still a teenager. Yeah. And like your family are coming over. Um, what does that do for your mind as a young player? Like, do, does it make you go to training like I have to crack it, or yeah. did it feel like pressure? How did you deal with that? Like, no. how are you thinking about it? I, I had to crack it. You know, that was more mine. Like, I'm. I've got to do this. I've got to be the one. You know, to do it. And I'm. And yeah, I never saw it as pr- um, pressure. And, and my wife, who was who was with me then too, wow. my girlfriend then, she was like always like, "Oh, have you got so much pressure to deal with?" But for me, I was like, "No, I've been blessed. You know, I'm the lucky one. I'm able to provide this for my family. So bring it on. You know, let me let me do it. I'll go to training. I'll, I'll put on. And and yeah, it all worked out in the end. And we bought their home in Sydney. And yeah, yeah, life was good from then. Yeah, going to Jordan's point, what was the first couple of things you bought? What was it? You know, you always wanted to get something. You know, <laughs> yeah. you finally get oh, that paycheck. Man. Um, probably a motorbike. That's what I bought. Yeah, you guys are big into it, eh? Yeah. What's the deal with the yeah. motorbikes? Just love it. Get out in the. Oh well, first because I was living in Sydney and traffic is ridiculous. You know, everyone talks about how bad Auckland. Auckland is bad now, but that this was Sydney when 2012. You know, it was bad. So yeah, bought a motorbike just to get to training. Especially in eastern suburbs, park your cars. Oh, like you was the man, nah. He was over there on a motorbike <laughs> on Bondi, <laughs> top off, oh, six dude. pack. <laughs> ever ever, on the ever ridden with a top off? With your top off? Um, yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, on island. It's on island. Let's talk about the rugby a little bit. Yeah. Because that was 
that was something special, man. I think we can all go back and, and remember watching you come through. I, I remember the first half of your year was with the 20s, yep. and then you were kind of in the 18, yep. and then boom, it all just kind of yeah. happened. How was it for you living in that moment? Was it was it the best thing ever? Is it a blur when you look back at it? Did you realise what was going on? No, it was it was crazy because I had a real busy schedule. Um, the first part of, um, we're talking about Sydney Roosters. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was real busy. So I used to go to um, Sydney Uni in the morning and then I used to go to um, 20s training in the afternoon. So my mind was just always going. I was always busy because I, I had stuff going. And then the, the coach would randomly call me when I was in, in class or, and then he'll say, I need you at first grade training. And I was like, who, me? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, all right. And I used to just pack up my stuff, stand up from, my, um, from the lectures and just walk out the, like, it'll be a packed lecture. And I'm just, oh, yep. Us, I just packed <laughs> up my stuff and go, yeah. Did your classmates at the time knew what was happening or did you kind of like... No, I was in shock. No, they, they never knew who, who I was at the time. So I just used to get up and go. And then um, I trained all week and then he told me I'd be 18th man. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? He goes, oh, you get to warm up with the team. And then that's when it like started to feel like, am I close? Like, oh, what's, what's happening? Yeah, and it. I just... Yeah, and then stopped going to uni and... Really, really failed that because at Sydney Uni, it was like an absentee. <laughs> really, really failed that, um, um, those classes. And then, um, yeah, just kept going to first grade training and then finally got the tap on the shoulder. Um, you're going to make your debut. And, yeah, yeah, just it was unreal. And uh, the feeling of like, man, I've done it. You know, this is what I've always dreamed of doing and it's come sooner than expected. So, yeah, it was, it was unreal. Do you think when you're out there, because you're at the fullback position, right, mm. and the ball's coming to you constantly, that's a hell of a position to be in. And then you look at the guys in front of you, you guys had a squad. Oh, man. But was it kind of like a baptism by fire, or you were too young to really understand how big the moment was? Like, how was it being at the back with, with that number one on your jersey? I think it was. I was too young to understand, because in 2013, I finally, I was starting fullback, and we won the premiership that year. And that was like my first year. And I'm like, Oof. yeah, <laughs> easy. Look at, look at the team. Champs and that. Champs and that. Many more, you know. So, um, yeah, it, I think I was just too young. And, you know, as as I matured now, I'm, you start to work out, bro, NRL is a tough comp, and mm. it's a tough gig to try and win. Or any comp, if you're trying to go for, for, for the glory. So it's tough to um, – but, yeah, we had a pretty amazing squad. and um, But Trent Robinson, our coach at the time, he was – yeah, he was, he was awesome. What what's some rooster stories we, we've never heard before? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, when I when I first got there and I moved into that boys' home, I, I lived with um um Tai Tuivasa Bam Bam yeah, yeah, UFC so, Bam yeah UFC yeah. Bam he was um, playing with you guys he was playing with us so he was in our under twenty well, did he go all right he was good man yeah he um he got he you was have like to a say that, ball, eh? <laughs> <laughs> the best yeah he was the man <laughs> ball play he could ball play for a prop um ball playing prop. Um, yes, but he was fiery, man, like as he is. So any little push on the side, he was ready to go. And I, we're all ready to stand behind him. Is it true he, him and Hargreaves went at it once? Oh, heaps of times. Heaps of times at training. The trainings were, they used to always clash because, you know, Hargreaves was trying to be the alpha when he was coming through and, and Ty just didn't back down from anyone. So that was always <laughs> a good go. So, um, But yeah, that was um that was one living with Ty. Um, that was interesting. Do you reckon Hargreaves now looks at, Bam Bam's uh, UFC career and goes, oof. Oof, lucky. Ooh, yeah, yeah, lucky. Oof, I, I reckon, push that. I reckon, man. Yeah, because, yeah, Hargraves, is, he's doing really well um, as well too and he's getting on as well. So, um, yeah. Who's some of those players that you've played with that you go, you kind of pinch yourself now going, holy, I've, I've played with them. Yeah, well, I used to, like when I was in school, I used to watch like Michael Jennings highlights. I used to watch yeah. Jared Hayne highlights. You know, I used to watch, of course, Sonny Bill highlights and, you know, I used to, 
you're now in a group chat together, you know, like oh, that's, that's what buzzes dope, me man. out, you know, and even like um like Daniel Carter I used to like watch him play and now we we chat like here and there and just these players that like I used to look up to when I was in school and now we're like we're mates now, you know. You, yeah, totally. Um, you 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 do the Roosters thing, you win there, then you you come back home and mm. you do a stint with the Warriors. Obviously, um, you're going back there. Yeah. Um, is it? Why why did you why did you go back? Like, what is what was the reason for you? Why am I going back now? Why did I go back before? Why? Uh, yeah, good question. <laughs> let's let's start with uh, the first time. Why did you go back? 2016. Mm. Um, why I went back? Um, to be honest, the offer was too good to turn down. Um, the offer was um, if I if I if we did it like we sat down because if we do this right, we're not gonna just this is not gonna be a short ride. This is gonna change your life for a certain amount, uh, for many years. So, mm. so that was the idea of going back. Was you know what I'm gonna um, family first, which is set up mum and dad, buy their home, which is my dream. Tick that, Working. but at the same time was to start my own family, which mm. is for me and Ash to move back to New Zealand. But to buy our home as well, so we were able to buy homes and and start two separate lives. So there's my family; they're doing what they want to do, and now I can start my own family. And that was the the main reason. And then the second one was our team on paper was unreal. Yeah, you had a squad. We had a Isaac squad, Luke. man. Um, Isaac Luke was coming over. We had, like my back five was I was mm. I was fullback. We had um, Manu Vative on one wing. Yeah. We had young David Fusitua on yeah. the come up. We had. Young Solomon Akatsu on the come up, and we had Conrad Horao who was just killing it. So that was my back five. I'm like, man, I don't even have to return the ball. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Um, and we had Sean Johnson and um, Thomas Luluai. So it's like, here's our halves. Then you got um, throw in another superstar like Isaac Luke. And then our front row, you got Ben Medellino. You got um, yeah. some good Aussies too, eh? Damn, Damn I um, forgot. Simon Mannering was Simon Mannering. Yeah. Um, who was there? Um, Hoffman? Hoffman was there. Um, Lilliman, Jake Lilliman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, had a squad. Yeah, man. Forgot about Jake. We had a team, man, and yeah, unfortunately, we all just didn't reach our full potential. And um, yeah, but that was those were the main two reasons why I came back. You're seeing the culture shift now, and and and, and a winning side. Yeah. Did you did you feel like um, your with a team like that the first time you came back was it a players thing or because I've always felt as fans we've always gone man if we get the right coach at the at the helm if we get the right culture here I'm sure these players can fly and it feels like we're seeing that now and what Webster's yes, been able to yep, do yep for sure um, did did you feel like that at the time the first time or did you just feel like why isn't things clicking no we're not to be honest when I first got there um, the club like looking from outside. And so, so now that I'm at this different age, owners looking, now too, yeah, so, yeah, so, so yeah. We, can, yeah. we can talk about it. I, we can talk yeah, about I it. I feel like us as a team, we were young. You know, the club was young, like as an experience in how to be a professional um, environment, and that's what was what was missing. You know, like for when I was at the Roosters, it would be trained this much, video work, prep work, then go home. Is that not what it's like at Warwick? When I first got there, yeah. it was train later, but. Oh, train really? go and I'll be like, Were you like um, hold on a minute we? <laughs> hey, we're, we're playing these guys should we shouldn't be watching what foot he kicks with um who's their how who's their back three how far he gets back or it was more so that kind of breakdown was happening at the roosters at the roosters and, that, you, that and you came to yeah. the warriors and it wasn't happening I remember the I would go into training and be I would train for an hour but I'll do video for like two hours or like prep work for two hours then go home where at where at the time of the warriors will be we'll come in we'll train so mean but then we'll just leave it there and we'll just go home. Wow. Yeah, that's a, it was, but I think that's what's changing. It's 
all the detail and all the science around it and everyone's coming with these the numbers and loads. Did you used to ask the boys, hey, boys, you want to stay extra? And like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I, I did heaps of times. Yeah. I used to always pull them aside and I go, hey, you're playing this player. Um, he's got a mean left fend. Did you know that about him? He goes, oh, who am I playing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you know behind the scenes, Rog? <laughs> that was... That, <laughs> the Tigers? <laughs> you you are actually credited for bringing some of that professionalism into the club. I know that from behind mm-hmm. the scenes as well, that there was um, conversation about just how professional you were and what you brought to the club. Like, it, as you say, it's a young club. Yeah. What you're talking about at the Roosters is something you'd experience at, say, the NFL, where they've got, you know, yeah. separate rooms to do all this kind of stuff. Here's this Warriors club that's full of a great culture. It's yep. full of really yep. mean players, but they haven't had that experience. Or yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. so, yeah, it was it was said around the club at the time when you were there too that you were bringing this whole new sort of way of doing rugby league to us. Yeah, and there was um, – because I could tell that all the boys there, they were all – well, all, the, all the players in the Warriors team, they're, they're number ones in their schools. So their talent has brought them mm. there. And that's what they've all relied on, which has been, been tough to, to say because I know most of those and I really want them to go well. But, yeah, that was back then. Word around town is you have one of the best work ethics. And it sounds like it too. And then obviously from, from what Mark has just said as well, what's like a day-to-day like for you when you're in – Yes. What are you training for at the moment? League or union? I'm still training union. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> What's a day yeah. like for you? Um, so... Um, okay, yeah, so I'm, like, I get up at 5 a.m. most mornings, and I, I, because i got to beat the traffic, so if this is a blues day, so I get up at 5, and I just get out to a cafe that, that opens up at 6 a.m., and I just sit there, and I just, I'll just do all my video work there, or watch, or have yarns, and some of the boys would come through, so chat, and then I'll go to our first meeting, will be around 8, 9, and then just start my day, and then... Before I'd leave, I'll try and watch a bit of training because when I get home, it's kids really chaos. Yeah. There's, there's three kids there that I've got to cater to. Um, so, yeah, so I try and do all that stuff before I go home and or or when I leave home, you know, just get it early early before training, train, and then do some review after training. This is getting geeky now, but sorry, I just because just <laughs> I, ha- I have you here. And, and I think this is really good for young professional sports players listening because you've done it. Yeah. Um, but. Has there been a moment when you've watched film or you've you've seen homework that you've done and then you get out on the field and you see it in front of you in real life and it's like kind of paid off? Oh, all the time. So that's, yeah, that's that happens that happens all the time and I'm pretty sure all those, you know, the freaks out there would see it, you know, because they, they can see it happening before it ever happens and, and that's and that's what I, that's how I want to be able to play and, you know, prepare, um, preparation has always been key to, to success for me and, and playing, so... You know, if I if I go into the field, I know okay. There's that um, the fullback. He he always drifts to his left. Mm. So I'm just gonna fake left, go right. You know, so just little things like that. So just having that those key details always helps me in games. What yeah. about the opposite? What about the other way around, where you've done all the prep, but you get on the field and you're like, oh, yeah, who, are, yeah. who are the freaks? Who are those players? <laughs> you, you can do prep on, but it never matters. You know, um, oh, these heaps of guys like um, bro, this year, ever, Mark Talia, he oh. was outstanding and. Like he would, he's just so cash, man. He'll just cruise through training and just like, <laughs> he doesn't like at training, doesn't fend or run around anyone. He's just, just like, just uh, yeah, if someone turns touches him, he'll go down. <laughs> I'm just like, man, and here I'm shaking, getting ready to defend him. And then come game, well, we all know what he does at the game. He's just freakish. And there's players like that. You got, again, like, um, I actually, Rico is good in his prep work. And mm. there's some, and Akira, you know, he's a freak as well. So there's so many. Players and special players who just have it. What what league players did you face that you were kind of like? This, this guy's special. Yeah. Oh, 
of course, players like um, Greg Inglis, um, oh, Cameron Smith. Get you to pay Greg Inglis. <laughs> oh my! God. What's so good about Cameron Smith? He just he was smarter than everyone else. I think so too. He was always ahead. Like he would be one of those guys that I think he would he would do a video on everyone. So, like for me, I would know. Okay, Cooper Cronk or that. That Melbourne storm was tough. Oh, I love this, the like real chat about in our rail boat. This team oh, right now. Let us pretend we know. Yeah, let us pretend we know. We're yeah, in there. Yeah, right. I'll come tackle four and I go, okay, Cooper Cronk is main kicker. I want to sit on him. So I'll show him, okay, I've got you marked. But then tackle three, Cam Smith pops up, left foot, kicks in the corner, and I look back and my wing's not there. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So I'm sprinting there, turn around, I'm trapped <laughs> in the corner. And then the next play, I'll sit on Cam and I go, I'm going to sit on you. You're not kicking this corner. I know you like to kick early. I'll sit there. He'll fake me a kick. I'll be going, I'm ready. Swing it back to Kronk and Kronk kicks the other corner. And of course, my winger's not there too. (laughs) (laughs) Your wingers weren't there quite a lot of the time, eh? I had some big boys, Kenny and Fuss on on both wings, and I just needed them to catch and run. Cameron Smith too didn't look like a player. Do you know what I mean? Like Cameron Smith yeah. looked like he just he just turned up and the and the people mover and he was you know dropped yeah. the kids off at yeah, school and much. he was going to clean the bathrooms or something. But yeah. and then he gets on the field and his mind just worked at That's such a it. high level and yeah. and work rate too. Yeah, I don't know how people dislike him. I, I don't know if it's. The referee thing or that, but because he, he won played, too much, he yeah. won and that too, probably that too. I was like, he'd play Crusaders if he was man, in, in Union, yeah. man. For respect for someone playing three hundred plus games in the middle, so he wasn't, yeah. you know, bluffing out on the edge. That he was in the middle playing a straight up. Yeah, hey, just just quickly back to when you we were talking about the Warriors and you came into a, a reasonably foreign situation where. You know, the professionalism wasn't quite up to the standard to say yep. what the Roosters were, and understandably so, being a new club. Then you hit Union. Now, union in this country seems to, yep. like, we we feel like we're light years ahead of everyone else and, mm. the, and the breakdown is, is completely... So what was that yin and yang like to go from the Warriors to the union? Yeah, union was, again, a, a way ahead of where I was. Like, I turned up with my, my book and my pen, like, okay, let's take some notes. I look around, everyone's got iPads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> These boys got money. There's <laughs> <laughs> real money here. Um, I don't have to shout. No. <laughs> but, yeah, there, there are iPads, like, um, I'm... Got a laptop out and I'm trying to I watch and I think and I look over and um our first one was um Stephen um Perifetza. he was he had like his iPad there like three screens going he'll be a training copy and paste put there write down notes and it was just mm. and then and then he would present as well so that was probably the best thing as the players took over so so the coaches would sit at the back and they would speak like every now and then where the players like the the leaders or the attack leaders would get up and go oh hey boys this is what we're doing for this week. Bah, 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 bah. and then just what um, the defensive plan is. But it's the players took control of the club, you know, and they took took control of it, and that's always the difference. The game is obviously so di- different. It's the same, same, but different, right, between league and union. But yep. did you enjoy it, trying to work out how to navigate the waters of being the best over here and understanding this game of league, like the back of your hand, yep. and then going to a game that you used to know. It's probably changed a little bit since you were yep. younger. But did you enjoy the process of, Frick, this is hard. I've got to work out how to play rugby again. Yeah, I did. I really, I really did enjoy it because in league, I was because I knew most things. I could turn up and I go, I, re- I already know what we're doing today, mm. so I'll just, I'll just do it. But when in union, it, I required to to think and lean more on people. Where in league, people were just asking me questions. I was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had to lean. Like I was leaning a lot on on Caleb Clark. Um, you know, when we when I first got here, I used to ask him questions. He goes, what do you do for training? What do you eat? This and that. Um, Lent on um, Rico and all the, all the boys there, and just asking them. Um, Harry Plummer was another big one that um, I I met with in Auckland, and just sort of just asking questions, just constantly, and and it used to shock them too. They'd just be like, 
Oh, hold on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, nah, this is how you do it. And he's like, oh, bro, this guy's asking me a question. He's, <laughs> it's a different game, though, guy, right? Yeah, oh, sure. it is. And I had to make sure I respected that, you know, that I'm playing a different game and I am a rookie. So I had to just lean on people a lot more. I think I think and the hardest part about watching um, your season as a fan and as someone who respects you too is that it's probably the first time I've seen you had to and you don't even have to deal with it people just people are just going to write whatever right and just mm. uh, we'll, we'll have an opinion on what you do and I know part and parcel you already understand that you're not mm. someone who wants pity or sympathy mm. or you just you you head down and you do what you do yeah. but like um, what if you could describe uh the, the blue season for you personally in kind of one word like or or in a word how would you describe it one word blue season um for for me personally of who i am i'm i'm pretty disappointed mm. me personally um of myself in that because of this is the type of person i am you know i'm i'm not satisfied unless i'm the guy and that's that's how i've, I've always um been being taught and that's how my old man drew um drilled it into me like you got to compete for everything and you know when i wasn't um being that guy i was okay that's i'm i'm all right let me just try and get to this get to this but then when i you know got shut off and didn't play the rest of the season then that was really disappointing for me because i wasn't able to have a crack at it you know so that was that was guttering how do you how do you deal with that? Because you've been the best, right? And I, I think we don't talk about it often enough when you uh, are so used to being the best and then you have to uh, guess it on the bench or, like you said, just get shut out. Yeah. How do you deal with that process of being the man and then kind of just not being not given being, an opportunity yeah. to? Yeah, oh, I, just, I just had to stay busy off-field. Um, and, again, you know, I was – I'm – pretty busy off field you know i've got a lot going on and i've got a lot that still kept my cup real full because I've, I've my family my kids i've um other assets that i look after and you know that's there's a lot of things that i was doing off field that was that was making up for for that side so yeah. i just stayed busy off the field how did you yeah. keep it from going home like i think that's something that a lot of men struggle with when the work isn't there like i know when i was made redundant like that frustration sits in you and i don't yeah I, I know that i couldn't process it fast enough to then go home and be everything I could be to my family. Yep. How were you dealing with that from like a from a professional level to then being able to go home and not take that baggage with you? Oh, the first one was I had to leave my phone um, away yeah. in a distance from me because as soon as you pick up your phone, you just read this, read that. But I, as soon as I left my phone and just dived into into my kids, into my chores and being on <laughs> my fails and that, yeah. so I had to do that first and just, um, yeah, but yeah, just trying to find a way to not not have something to remind you and and my wife is because we've been together for so long she understands it all as well she just goes hey let's go to the park um let's leave our phones and let's go to the park or let's go do this go do that you know we're just we had a real good thing going so yeah lucky with that mm. but let's not forget though <coughs> you still are an all black like uh, <laughs> i know we're kind of painting at the moment like uh it didn't go the way but you 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 left league, and I, the dream was to become an All Black, right? Yeah. And yeah. all of us dream about this as a kid to be able to do the haka and sing the anthem as an All Black. You've done it as a Kiwi. Like, how did it feel when you finally put on the black jersey on the other side yeah. and to be an All Black? Yeah, no, that was cool, man. It was unreal. I think from the moment getting my name read, read out, like, as you would do, you know how they do the, the name reading, and that was things I used to look at when I wasn't playing rugby and be like, man, one, one day, day that would be unreal. You know, just for not – my family, but my extended family, and everyone to read my name out as an All Black, and 
I think that moment, because I used to watch plenty of it growing up, that was huge. And then to wear the jersey and take the field and, um, yeah, it was just dream come true. And, yeah, just something that I'd never, never look back and say, man, I would, you know, lucky I came to rugby. You know, I'm still still grateful that I came over. Oh, 100%. And I think I think what gets lost in, in, in this narrative is um, we don't, like, celebrate that you came and had a crack. You know what I mean? Like uh, I've 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 talked to Sonny over the years, who's gone gone back and done both, and he's had his his own journey and things that have happened too with it. But I always I always think you know who can say they can have a crack and actually put the put the jersey yeah. on. But what I love is that what you're saying is personally for you, you didn't hit where you wanted to go, but yeah. you you'll keep moving forward and that's fine. So thank you for being honest with that. I do want to ask just we're we're, we're getting we're almost done. We're getting through it all, but um um what's it. I feel like we're you 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 started your career at a point when social media and media were at at a, at a certain stage. Yep. It's at a completely different stage now, and I feel like the gap between the fan in relation to the player and feeling connected to players and teams has kind of changed as you guys have become more and more inaccessible. The thing though is that I understand why you're inaccessible because why people just don't get the firing line of being on mm. social media, constant refreshing, someone mentioning you in a comment, mm. tagging you, and, and you've actually um, you've done with, it, done with it really well. But as fans, like, what do we need to understand about the modern-day player, like what they go through? Yeah. Because so, for me, like for myself, I've, I've been able – so, of course, we get media training. I'm able to um, – to, to, I'm able to, I've taught myself to, to – if I see a bad comment, I just don't feed it. I just leave it. You know, don't don't feed the negative, feed the positive. See, that's the thing. I've taught myself that, but my family haven't. Mm. So that's that's where I get affected a lot. Is not as so yeah. when people like come and abuse me, and I'm like, all good, <laughs> sweet as. Yeah, because you've, you. you've you've gained those calluses within yeah, yeah, you. So, I've, so I, I've I know where what's real for me, but it's when my family are affected. Mm. That's when it, it really hurts. Like, like um, I think there was this one time um. When we were in, um, I was playing for the Roosters, and um, something came out. We had um, we had a doctor. Uh, one of our players brought in the doctor, and um, he came and done a blood a blood pressure for us. And then, it, then the next day, three of us, uh, me, Sam, Moore, Boyd, Cordner, were all on the paper for having um, unusual blood pressure, which is which people are saying that oh, they're cheats. You know, that's why they're doing so well because no. roids or whatever. Or, yeah, yeah, that's they. Everyone assumed we were doing drugs. So then straight away. Someone say, bro, you're 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 a cheat. You're taking drugs. That's why you're going so well. And I'm like, no, I know the truth. It's all right. But then when someone walks in to my dad, mm. who's at at work, goes, your son's a bloody cheat, yeah. you know. And bro, he doesn't know how to deal with that, so he gets fired up. And then something when he'll get in trouble. But so for me, it's um people just understanding that, yeah. If you guys, if you guys, it's not just me that you're shooting. You're shooting the my family as well because they're the one that taking more than just me. Mm. So that when I see players who, who are copying it, I'm like, man, I wonder what his mom and dad's yeah. thinking. I wonder what his siblings there because they're probably just as pissed off. And and I'm telling them, hey, 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 chill, chill, chill. I'm fine, mm. but they're not fine. That's that's probably one thing they need to they need to be aware of. What a great perspective. Yeah, yeah good yeah. thing about social media too. I find is especially for sports fans. And if you are listening to this and you are literally just a diehard sports fan, I find going to the players' personal pages puts a puts it into perspective, that anger that you might be feeling about a mistake they made on the yeah. field. Like, there's a family there. And the words that you're about to say will filter through to that family. So don't say them. 
You don't need to say them. Get over it. Go back to work the next day kind of thing. And, and yeah, you, you paint a picture because it does. It, there's a ripple effect. Yeah. You might be able to handle it, but the rest of your family yeah. who are reading it, I 100%. mean, they, they shouldn't have to. I think I think we need, we're moving into an era where players should start writing into their contracts what they have to deal with on yeah. social media. I think we're at that point. We should because let them write another back. thing is a lot of players you're not allowed to not have social media. Yeah, that's tough, man. So they're gonna say, well, or oh, you have to go to this promo. Mm. You're not allowed to say no. You're not allowed to say, well, the more visibility I see out here, the more I'm gonna cop it. So is there any kind of contract? Yeah. Yep. Does that come into things? Yeah. Just players, maybe you want to think about that. Or well, speaking of new contracts. Oh, yep. let's talk about it. Almost there. Almost yeah. there. Yeah. What's what's the um? Number. I mean, you look at this. No, <laughs> never ask you that. But what's what what attracts you to the Warriors now? Like, I know that you know you've you've had a journey with rugby union. Yep. Coming back to rugby league, Warriors fans cannot believe their luck. They cannot wait to you know have you back at Mount Smart Stadium and, and playing on the NRL field. So, what was one of the, a couple of the main things that you looked at with this Warriors organization now? That yep, this is me. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Firstly, when I spoke to um to Andrew Webster and um, McFadden. Um, it's funny because they were, they were both there in 2016 when I first started. So Cappy, um, Andrew McFadden, he was the one that they brought me over. Um, and him and um, Webby, they, they sort of, we sat down together and they go, to be honest, back then we didn't know success. Now we know success. So we, we want to win. And it was those words I was like, you Come on, guys. Me. You know, yeah. you're, I, you've said this to me before. <laughs> show me, show me, and then, yes. and then I went away and I watched their first two preseason trainings, and it's the kick chase for in me in person. Or do, do no, you? I watched on TV, but yeah. it's the kick chase for me. So, if I if you watch a team and if you're watching a game, just just if you see a team, you see who kick chases the hardest. Those are the that's the team that wants it more, and that was for me when I when I seen. Oh, you want to be in that line, huh? Yeah, when I seen Mitch Barnett going, he just took off. Normally, Jazz, Jazz is his line speed, no one catches him. He took off, all the boys took off, and I go, okay, there's some yeah, line speed is. here. There's some goal line there here. These boys, they want it. And then I could just see it flowing on, and that just showed me that, man, I'm, I'm excited. I want to be part of that. I want to be part of a team that's ready to go get it and fight for the boys. And, yeah, it got me excited. It made me want to run somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, next time you watch watch a game, it's watch a team that the kick chase. That's the attitude there. You've won a Dallium as a uh, as a fullback. You've won a Dallium as a winger. Uh, if you were to win another Dallium, would you like to win it in one of those positions, or would you like to win it somewhere else? Why don't you just give us a shifters exclusive, Roger? Where, where <laughs> are you playing next year for the Warriors? From the chat, I'm going in as a centre. Yeah, so oh, I'm going to go as a centre. Yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's before. Hey, forgot you forgot um, Dalim Captain. I was there. Yeah, <laughs> Golden Boot, all that, my Come bad, on. my boy. Come Come on. On. Yeah, so um, going in as um, as a centre for preseason, and then we'll see what happens from there. How does that work? Because obviously you you nailed fullback, you nailed wing. It's a completely different position. Yeah. How do you get ready for gearing up to play centre? It's I'm just front line now, so that's probably the the, the toughest. So when I'm fullback, you just I'm just coasting, going side to side, moving bodies around, coasting, make sure opportunities come go. But this time I'm I'm leading the kick chase. I'm make sure I get the edge there, and I'm I'm owning I'm owning my edge, and I'm just trying to take carries that where I've got boys flying at me in twos mm. and threes. Oh, you're ready, yeah, huh? So I'm ready, man. Well, lucky your I'm step. Uh, you don't need any space. You can <laughs> just boom. Um, I feel like um, when you were announced that you're coming back to the Warriors, uh, there was like a genuine like energy. Like you're st- you still have that effect on people. Um, do you are you are you sleeping at night sometimes? Just Waiting to put that Warriors jersey back on, getting back out there. Man, to be honest, I'm still I'm I'm still loving life playing. I'm getting ready to get up for Auckland NPC. Of course, of course. And yes. I'm I'm excited for that. Um 
another another one I'm playing um, for this week. I'm, I'm they've shifted me to fullback, so I'm playing fullback for um <laughs> for, for, for Auckland for MP, Auckland. Auckland NPC. So I'm excited about that too. Yeah, give so. me that space. <laughs> yeah, so um, let me wham wham go there. So um, yes, so excited for that part, and then yeah, I start with the Warriors maybe later in November. Her November's horrible. Mm. Heard it's terrible. Is there something, obviously, just going back to rugby and you're switching over, is there something from rugby that you're excited to take to league? Yeah, a lot of things. Hey, just seeing space and being able to um, not be afraid to pull trigger and play space because in league it's tackle one, two, three, four, you just see hit ups. But, you know, if we're able to move into space and just, and because um, I've seen it a lot, but it's just pulling trigger and, and having to go at that. And, and that's what I'm trying to bring back. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Just wait, uh, before you get out of here, um, the only thing you really have left um, to lament is legacy, right? You've you have wonderful accolades. You've talked about being able to set your family up, that kind of generational mm. impact you've been able to have. So personally, you've done so much. Um, what is left? Mm. Eh. That's, yeah, that's probably what what stopped me from moving to Japan and just trying to cash out whatever they say is. Man, I would love a title with the Warriors, eh? Mm. Oh, of that. preach. Did you just give me goosebumps? Or did you just give me goosebumps? Say it again, Roger. I would love to be part of that team. You know, <laughs> that wins it for the Warriors and, and does it for the city. And that's what excites me. And and it's the way the boys are going, it's it's looking good. Boys will get it this year, probably. Oh, don't say that. Hey, look, team, if not, I know you can be a part of that team. Last one. <clears throat> Do you don a Torso more jersey? Mm. It's there. It's. It's in the mix. It's in the mix. It's in the in the process. I'm thinking. It's. I'll oh, see what happens. Six eight five, baby. Woo! <laughs> we'll leave it there. We'll leave it yeah. there. Roger, thank you for your time, Moose. We appreciate you so much, boys. Any last things? Who would you rather see win this year, the All Blacks or the Warriors? Silly question. Hey, thank Warriors. you. Thank your wife for um, for allowing you to come on the show. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it, Roger. Two of us to shake, everybody. Thank you. You this is the shift. The Shift. Go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. The Morning Shift. I'm going to make an offer again with you. The Shift. I love you. Oh, oh. This is The Shift. Got it. Okay. I'd like to